get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Clips, the original comedy soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And here's your host from up the coast, practically unknown outside of comedy soundcasting, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saluton, that's just me, your host, Tyson Saner. Welcome to Suckatash, the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast. I'm so glad you chose to join me for this clips episode featuring soundcasts that are chock full of current events. Or at least they were current events when they were being commented on by people in the more or less recent past. One might recall some of the topics and or events discussed ahead in the program, others may not. I thank you for listening either way. Apart from clips, we have a single burst of durst from raging moderate Will Durst, and we've got some premium advertising coming your way. Henderson's Pants will delight us with a particularly classy commercial later in the program. Also later, a new sponsor will be revealed. All in good time. As I mentioned before, I've got clips, and here to help me introduce them is my co-host for Antisocial Show and guest on episode 173 of Suckatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, Hunter Block. Coming up, we have... Smodcast. Let's Get Shitty Show. This past weekend. Movie sign with the Mads. Salty Language. This or that, the Would You Rather comedy podcast. Thank you, Hunter. Let's get to the clippage, shall we? Leading the pack, Smodcast by Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier. Smodcast is a familiar soundcast. It's been around for quite a long time. Scott Mosier is usually the co-host of Kevin Smith during Smodcast. After all, that's where the S and M come from, Smith and Mosier, Oddcast. This episode is slightly different. The episode description reads... In which, after seven seasons and 96 episodes, a TV show ends, and a Patreon podcast begins. Guest starring Walt Flanagan, Brian Johnson, Michael Zapsik, and Ming Chen. And the clip is from episode 397, AMC-ya! Comic Book Men Gets Cancelled. Released on June 25th, 2018. So look at you, dude, you have two businesses in two different fucking states. Like, because you've met a lot of the Marvel cast now, right? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. I've seen you with pictures of, like, fucking Spider-Man, yeah. fucking Chris yeah. Hemsworth, I think. Yeah, Hemsworth, Evans, uh, Tom Hiddleston, uh, Mark Hamill, you know, that's... <laughs> From what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Heard about by Brian Johnson. Yeah. Seen around by Brian Johnson. <laughs> yeah, and it got to meet Carrie Fisher. Got to meet her and talk to her for a second, and I'm glad I did, because yeah. you meet her dog. I did meet her dog. Yeah, Gary Fisher. I did. She's I a huge fan of Gary Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were in Louisville, right? Gary Fisher was there. Was Gary it Louisville? Uh, it was Kansas City, too. Kansas City? He, was there. Yeah. He, was, he was a guest. Oh, he yeah. Was, he was a, a guest. Was a I remember guest, meeting yeah. him at a con. He was, I'm just looking at him like, God damn, that dog does the same job I do. <laughs> <laughs> I am better. Gary Fisher. Yeah, better, at, better at it than me. More popular than me. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Oh, uh, I'm... Tons of people. Nathan Fillion. Um, I also met Carrie. Sweet lady. And Gary. Um, <laughs> Got to throw Gary in there, you know. Yeah, but you're into the nostalgia. So Absolutely. was there anyone from like the 70s? Um, that, like, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, that was cool. Bruce Campbell was awesome. That was not cool. That was fucking super awkward because I was there. Christ. And then we walked back through the drape. I just wanted to pretend it never mattered. Oh, it never well, happened. That was the con you stole Adam West's suite. So oh, yeah. I think you, you got... 
pretty well compensated. Yeah. They did accidentally give me Adam West Suite, which I refused to move out of. <laughs> what? <laughs> you were in, you're like a fucking squatter's rights, bitch. Click. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I, I checked Put the mattress in. up against the door. <laughs> yeah, I checked in and they gave me the keys to the room, like, but it was like in an envelope and I had noticed at first that it wasn't mine, but it was Adam West until I think Mike, you told me and that you were did. like, hey, hey I, I think you're in Adam West's room. What do you mean? You, yeah. you gave away my suite. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah. Um, get the fuck out of here, really? Yeah. Was and it was a bigger like, room than you would have had? Oh, definitely. I, when I walked in, yeah, I was just like, wow, it's weird they gave me such a big room. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm pretty famous. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm bigger than Batman. Batman. <laughs> 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 oh, good Lord. Um, well, the next question, of course, is always, well, what do you do next? Um, me, I'm going to keep doing all the dopey shit that I continue to do. Uh, Ming and Mike, you guys have the podcast studio shared universe. Uh, well, you know, I love that comic man was the first show to feature podcasting in any format on TV Excellent movies. Point. No one had seen that before. Excellent. Point, and, uh, Rich. you know, sing it, sing it brother. That's so true. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, you were the ones that got us into it. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I had no, I didn't have a radio degree. I didn't go to broadcasting school, but I, I, I really took to podcasting, um, after seeing you doing it and, just finding out how much fun it was and, and recording, you know. <laughs> Tell the truth. Come on. Hundreds of Brian episodes. threw us together and he's like, let's watch these two assholes crash and burn. Yeah, but we, and we didn't, though. <laughs> and, and that, no, we didn't. But we didn't. Oh, and did that's why he's so pissed right now. <laughs> Johnson's like, did you? Yeah. <laughs> did oh, really? You? Yeah. We did. But We're Titans <laughs> of the industry now. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. oh, have really? you rented space yet at their place? He has. That's yeah. right. You have. I, I went in with my that tail between must, my legs, asked for some time for free. That must have been the sweetest money you guys <laughs> ever spent. They're like, oh, we got his fucking money. <laughs> Downing Thomas's yeah, money. Speaking of which, you bounced your fucking yeah. check again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I wiped my ass with it. So it's okay. <laughs> Sent it back. I got the return check. I'm like, <laughs> Well played, Ming Shen. Yeah, but you know, you you gave us an opportunity to do our own show called I Sell Comics, and uh, and you know, these guys kind of made fun of it, thought we'd crash and burn, but we're almost at our three hundredth episode now. Oh my god, that's all. Uh, we're hitting four hundred with Smodcast yeah. soon. Three hundred is what, fucking. What are you huge. up to now? Uh, we're at two ninety eight, so we have oh, two more two more weeks. Yes, two well, more weeks. Well, three weeks because he misnumbered one, and we got to fill in with a two eighty five someplace. Oh, you got a missing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, podcasting uh, titans. Yeah. <laughs> you should. Hey, we didn't say mathematical titans, all right? <laughs> you shouldn't fill it in, though. You should just – that just is the lost it. episode forever. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just – I mean, you you tirelessly podcast. You could be forgiven for fucking fudging yeah. the number, man. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, wait. You guys opened a studio first in Red Bank? We did, yeah. Right right behind you. We behind find a little – Right here. The yeah. building that's no longer there. Is they yeah. Zach and married you. We, we used – we called it Fraudulent Studios because um, the guy who was collecting rent didn't own the building. So technically we <laughs> Is were – Is that squ- fucking true? That's yeah. absolutely true. So they what they thought just- their landlord was a Nigerian prince. <laughs> 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 what is, did somebody just rook you and be like, I can sell you a building over he, here? He had owned the building, but he's, he sold it to some conglomerate in Florida. And then he was still collecting rent, though, as if he still owned the building. Yeah. And no one questioned him because we didn't – no one knew that he 
And he then one day us. somebody said, get out. Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah, we got a exactly. note saying you must vacate. We're, we, we asked him, what the hell is this? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. I got, I'll take care of it. Meanwhile, and, the bulldozers are moving closer to the building. So Yeah, if you go, there's a big hole in the ground. Yeah, it's, yeah. it was no longer there. So, all right, you were able to get your shit out on time. Yeah. And you went to Eatontown? Yeah, we're where, uh, about 10 minutes down down the street. What's it near, for those of us who know? Uh, it is, if, it is uh, if you're in the Monmouth County area, it is near uh, Popeye's and McDonald's and, uh, and a 7 <laughs> 11. It's the Ritzy, Wait, the Ritzy neighborhood. It's the really yeah. big building in Eatontown. The five yeah. story yeah, building. Yeah, yeah. There's a We're five the story building. It would be better if it was on top of a Popeye. Yeah. <laughs> Follow your nose. All right, you'll find shared universe. But on top grease of will Popeye. build up in your throat after a while. <laughs> you yeah. guys want a biscuit? <laughs> <laughs> they just throw them out when they're done. It's on top of a Popeye's and underneath another Popeye's. <laughs> yeah. If you're nearby it's a mile north of the mammoth mammoth mall and maybe 10 minute i'm um, 10 minute drive from the secret stash so if you come and visit here and you decide you want a podcast with me or mike or both of us come on down you can go to smodcast.com to find all the soundcasts on kevin smith's smodcast internet radio including ming and mike's isil comics puck nuts and tell them steve dave and you can listen live to whatever happens to be streaming by adding a front slash sir or sir after the aforementioned www.smodcast.com front slash sir you can follow brian johnson on twitter at tell him steve dave t-e-l-l-e-m-s-t-e-v-e-d-a-v-e ming chen at m-i-n-g-c-h-e-n-3-7 mike zapsic at michael zapsic m-i-c-h-a-e-l-z-a-p-c-i-c and ming and mike have their own podcast recording studio called a shared universe podcast studio podcast studio podcast studio which is spelled capital P O D C A capital S T U D I O. Nice. Which you can reach on Twitter at ASUP Oddcast Studio, which is capital A S U P small O D C A capital S small T U D I O. And Walt Flanagan is not on Twitter. But the Secret Stash, the comic book store that Comic Book Men takes place at, is on Twitter at the underscore secret stash t-h-e underscore s-e-c-r-e-t-s-t-a-s-h coming in in the number two position in the show is a soundcast by the name of let's get shitty show at least i assume it's shitty it's actually spelled uh on itunes it's actually spelled uh capital s asterisk 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 uh lowercase y and then the word show by eddie and Alyssa from jefferson the itunes description says are semi-weekly discussions about new culture, comedy, the arts, buttholes, and genitalia with your uninformed hosts by Eddie and Alyssa Jefferson. That is pretty much verbatim what it says. The episode description reads, Alyssa's had a bad day, and now you will too, as she discusses in too much detail her experiences with bad gynecologists. Then she nerds out about writing again. Sorry, not sorry. Eddie has a revelation about reusable plastic bags pushed by the state with the bag ban, and in all caps, drop everything. Resuming, we just broke the story of the F star 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 uh, apostrophe, or asterisk, F asterisk asterisk asterisk, oh my gosh, it's hard to say asterisk that many times in a row, uh, of, the, of the F blanking decade. <laughs> and then in all caps, it could be killing you right now regular font then eddie talks mess on music trying to keep Alyssa off the topic of screenwriting and in parentheses the struggle is real but note that now this should be in quotes this is america 
which is a, a video released recently by Donald Glover or Childish Gambino. This is America had not been released at the time of recording this episode. And then it uh, invites you to hit them up on Twitter at E-D-D-I-E-T-H-E-A-X-E or Eddie the Axe. This clip is from episode 32, Butter Dick, released May 15th, 2018. New season of Trailer Park Boys up on uh, the YouTubes. Catch it. It's really good. Rip John Dunsworth. Yeah, poor John Dunsworth. The man. You know who he is if you watch Trailer Park Boys. The man. The fucking man. I wonder if they're going to cartoon now. Maybe. That's... But they can't, like, who's going to voice him? They could use audio clips, maybe. That'd be so weird. And That's kind of like when people use... um... Stephen Hawking or or, uh, uh, Ebert. Roger Ebert. No, I was going to say it's sort of the same line of fucked upness as when people use holograms. Oh, yeah, the Tupac. Yeah. Hey, this is Tupac. Drink Pepsi. Yeah, don't do that. It's like, that motherfucker never said drink Pepsi. Like, <laughs> that's not cool. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't no. get why they would do that. No, I, I saw the guy that plays Bubbles said that they weren't going to recast Leahy. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe it's just the end. Maybe they write it in. Yeah. Don't. I don't know. Sarah was his daughter. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe she could Maybe she could voice it. Maybe Would that be good? Maybe she could just take over as the park supervisor. <laughs> that would be funny. That'd be funny. Yeah. yeah. And then she just slowly starts becoming him. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So uh, if you're listening, guys, from Trailer Park Boys. uh, I can write this. Alyssa can (laughs) write it if she has me give her ideas. Yeah, I don't write comedy. (laughs) Me either. I I tried. My pilot is comedy. Yeah? Uh, uh, Scapegoats is comedy. Uh, Well, I mean... (laughs) It's there are jokes in it. I'll put I'll put it that I way. I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, all the stuff about the the dead fetus is fucking particularly hilarious. Well, okay, that's all we need. The character, the main character, is funny. She's yeah. not a person. She's like trying to learn how to be a person, right? And she lacks social grace. She's. She's basically me, right? But crass. She's you with a writer. What? She's you with somebody writing lines for you. I am writing the lines, though. <laughs> right, what? but you also have the benefit of hindsight. Like you can write the situation, write what somebody says to her, and then write your answer. It's the equivalent of like smashing the button to cross the crosswalk. Uh-huh. Well, here's a conversation that I'm making up and an argument I'm having in my head. And here's what I would say to that person. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe some writers have like a better system of how they like they probably fo- follow formulas and shit. Mm-hmm. But I have actively tried to avoid that sort of thing. And I try to do more of an mm-hmm. organic story progression, which I mean. So you're trying to be the anti Kevin Smith. me up. No, what? So you're trying to be the anti-Kevin Smith. How? Yeah? Kevin Smith, every character has the same voice. Yeah, every character is And so he's just having arguments with himself. Right. So whenever a character says something clever, it's not clever because the entire setup to that comment was just him writing it to set himself up to that comment. Yeah. I guess. I don't think I'm 
maybe I'm not smart enough for that. Or, yeah, maybe I don't know. I also am very aware of, of like, sep- separating voices. Like, that's a big thing yeah. for me. I try to create characters and then create the voices you See, I think to that's them. harder. Because with Kevin Smith, it's like playing chess against yourself and then being like, whoa, look how smart that move was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. That's true. Kind of, but you could have set it up, so you made that move. Yeah. I, I don't know. The organic storytelling, though, like, it's important to know the character Mm -hmm. because you know how they might respond when that's not necessary or it's not... Necessarily. It's not um, exactly the direction you want the story to go, but it's more of a realistic direction that the character might take it in. So you kind of, like, it's it sounds almost schizophrenic or, like, multiple personality. Like, Like, I'm listening to these characters... Rather than trying to take them on a specific journey. Okay. I'm trying to follow where they might take it. And it can it can be surprising. And I'm the one that's creating the shit. So right. it also sounds really stupid and like up my own butthole to uh-huh. be like, I, I just that's, let the characters speak for themselves. That's like, not what Eldis would say. Yeah. Like it sounds, I know it sounds stupid, but... But it's really well, important it. to I, me to have that separation, too. I get it. Because it takes it in directions that I I don't think I would necessarily go. Well, right. It I also know. makes me understand the different angles that maybe an audience member might catch mm-hmm. and that they might, like, give me shit over so I can sort of correct that before. Right. You can make a preemptive strike against yeah. You can reach out to them on Twitter at their aforementioned at E-D-D-I-E-T-H-E-A-X-E or Eddie the X handle on Twitter. Or you can visit letsgetshitty.com, which is properly L-E-T-S-G-E-T-S-H-I-T-T-Y dot C-O-M. And apparently you can advertise on the show. So if you'd like to advertise on their show, visit AdvertiseCast or email podcast at bloodybits.com. B-L-O-O-D-Y-B-I-T-S. Friends at Henderson's Pants, we recognize America's, nay, the world's love for a good pair of blue jeans. Comfortable, casual, and another C word I can't think of just now. But most of the blue jeans on the market today are just so much overhyped, acid-washed, distressed, low-hanging, ill-fitting, poor excuses for denim that Henderson's has reintroduced a true classic, the 100% dungarees. Just like the rough-and-ready trousers worn by our company, founder Jebediah Henderson back in 1827, these dungarees are made from 100% real dung. Through an unique patented process, manure from 17 different species, including water buffalo, sloth, and rhinoceros, is synthesized into the most durable fabric ever to come from feces. So durable, in fact, that there's no punishment these pants can't stand up to, and they'll do it standing on their own. You know, people write in to ask us all the time, quote, How do you get rid of the smell of shit? Well, never mind that kind of language isn't fit for proper business communication, let alone the intranet. The answer is simple. We don't. In the words of old Jebediah himself, if the pants didn't smell like dung, what's the point of making them out of dung? 
Back in the 1800s, people only thought of Henderson's 100% dungarees as only being fit for the farm. But nowadays, of course, with the entire world knee-deep in doo-doo, whether it's the boardroom or in the classroom, from Wall Street to Main Street, anywhere's the place to be in your flagrantly fragrant Henderson's Dungalicious 100% Dungarees. Originally designed for the farmer in the dell, demons in hell, and Batman smells, Robin laid an egg, Batmobile lost a wheel, and the Joker got away. This is a lot of shit, you know that. If I didn't need this job... <clears throat> That's Henderson's, makers of fine trousers and pantaloons since 1827, and now back to Succotash. All right, number three. This Past Weekend by Theo Vaughn. The iTunes description reads, What happened this past weekend, and sometimes what happened on other days? The episode description is fairly brief. It says, sitting down with that solid eight Whitney Cummings, talking about Roseanne, dating comics, and classing it up. It's from show number 108, released June 28th, 2018. Oh, so when when the Roseanne thing quit, you quit the show before that, though. I quit the show uh, uh, much before, yeah. Because I remember seeing you at the Improv, and you were like, "It's it felt like something was weird. Was something weird over there? You didn't like it?" Well, I only planned on doing one season of Roseanne. I always planned on doing one season. It was, did you watch the show growing up? Uh, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I it was loved. Our show. I loved it growing up. It was such a big deal for me. Like I yeah. grew up poor, and like I was watching Nine Hundred Two and Zero and Melrose Place, and just feeling bad. And about Rescue Nine One One, dude. I know. I would watch a Current Affair. That was my mm. shit. But no, what's Rescue Nine One One is just like. William Shatner, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, because people always called nine one one and the police in our neighborhood. So it'd be like, oh, fuck, that. maybe oh, we'll yeah. be on he here. Would, oh yeah, that was the show where like you would see a neighborhood and then you see him like walk into frame. Yeah, you know what I mean. He'd just be like, hey, everybody, I remember <laughs> yeah. that shit now. And um, no, so I loved the show growing up. And uh, when they were talking about it coming back, it was like right after Trump had become president. And right. I was super. Everyone I think was super like overwhelmed by that. And like, right. you know, I was trying to figure out a way to help. I think as a woman, him being the president is very challenging. It's right. Tri- it's triggering. Um, and hard and stressful and i think i just want to kind of figure out why because everyone was like trump voters are stupid there's and like that's yeah i hate that kind of i don't stuff. like it that doesn't, shit. it's not helpful it's <clears throat> not helpful it just makes it more redskins versus cowboys it's not a mature argument it's not sophisticated it's also not true yeah um and then i found out a lot of white women voted for trump and i was confounded by that and i usually like to do projects that have a question that i don't know the answer to because then i'm going to be able to learn something i like this i'm motivated you know it's just sort of like and then um i was like what a great way to like use like contribute i know i knew people that were like you know trying to raise money for planned parenthood and make cupcakes i can't do that type of shit that's not my jam and i was like maybe this could be a great way to start a conversation help with this national healing process because there's going to be people with different points of view I had these like really like noble intentions, which you know uh, ended up being fools and Aaron. And Wanda Sykes was working on it, and Norm Macdonald, and you know Morgan Murphy, and like all these great people in the room. So, and Roseanne was always so progressive back in the day. Remember, right. there was that um, the Jackie domestic violence episode when Fisher hit her. Oh yeah. Remember the black girl in the school play? DJ wouldn't kiss the black girl in the school play, and she. Um, admonished him for that with this like triumphant monologue about how black people are just as good as we are, and like. It was always so, she was so pro woman, so pro gay. Like, so I was really interested in the fact that she just voted for Trump 20 years later. And I had a lot of family members that voted for Trump or support him that were always so cool before. So I'm just kind of, or. But I have, like, when you say that, I have, like, I have tons of friends who are all the things you say, like pro black, pro pro gay, all those things, but also voted for Trump. Well, Roseanne's point, not that I think we should really take any of her points to be valid <laughs> given what we've seen but like the reason I think I was comfortable working on it because I sat down with her and I was like I need to know why you voted for Trump 
And not that this is necessarily true. It seems like, you know, she's kind of off the grid at this point mentally. But like she said, she was like, well, I was a Bernie supporter. Yeah, that's what I was, too. She was Bernie or bust. Yeah. So I was like, that's interesting. So you're crazy liberal, but then you vote for Trump. Like that's so I wasn't she wasn't like Trump from the beginning. No, I was like, I wish Bernie and Trump would have ran on the same ticket, honestly. Interesting. And then, well, that's like a fucking mind melt. But it would have been it would have been too. It would have been too – and I think a lot of people felt that way. Really? And that's the thing. I think that's where but the disconnect is. they have nothing is. and they could never – Right. But that's where you're going to get like a real – two real people having to yeah, see other people's voting, sides of things like that are going to help. You Bernie for vice president? <clears throat> well, he has no power. Or so Trump it's... for vice president and then Bernie for president. I don't think Trump would ever be vice anything. You know, right. He's and he might not. He's an egomaniac, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're – I mean I think they're all egomaniacs. But, uh, but so what did she say? Oh, so then she said – and I was like, but he's – racist and like sexist and all these things and she was like totally the things he says are crazy right but jobs is really what fixes racism and sexism give them money help them elevate and i was like all right you're wrong and he's gonna i mean there's some truth to that but it's like he's not gonna follow through with any of these promises but i get i guess your motive is makes sense she's like always been so honest she's oh she's always been so lovely she was actually really lovely during production she was so i'm great- sure she was so grateful to be there um, she's one of the best i also didn't follow her on twitter which is makes me a fucking idiot um i hadn't seen like the past tweets that were sketchy but she would like take them down and then she'd put them up and then take them down so it was like okay this is all about the greater good and this show is going to be so healing and then it came out and when Trump <clears throat> called her and we made a very balanced show that is not pro-Trump at all. It really right. kind of like um, explored the circumstances that led to him being president. Right. We never named him. Uh, we actually like made fun of him quite a bit. It was not a pro-Trump show. So when he called her and was like taking credit for it, it was like, dude, you didn't see it, homie. Like, right. you know, and so um, but then I was like, you know, what? I'm good. This is. You know, I don't really want to run other people's shows. I just want to kind of be a part of this. And then it was came. it stressful there? Um, it was stressful because I think in the it was very hard for me to write f- like for someone I didn't disagree didn't agree with. But there right. were so many other characters on the show. So when it came to Roseanne, I was having a hard time stra- separating Roseanne Connor and Roseanne Barr. That was my biggest struggle. Mm. And Roseanne Connor twenty years ago and Roseanne Connor now. Right. So it was kind of like okay, so if Roseanne believes this, that doesn't mean Roseanne Connor believes this, and she would because Roseanne's rich and she lives in Hawaii. Right. You know what I mean? So, but Roseanne Connor has four hundred dollars and lives in Lanford. So, you know, that was the hardest part about it. And there was a ton of pressure, I think, on it because it was so highly anticipated. Right. Um. And John Goodman and Laurie Metcalf are, you know, you just want to fucking nail it for oh, them because yeah. they're just such legends. The best, yeah. And there was a lot of fighting in the room, which is good. That's what a right. writers' room is. Yeah, it felt kind of this year. A lot of stuff felt. Forced. Like I just watched the first two episodes, but yeah. a lot of felt, stuff felt like a little bit forced to me, you know. Yeah. Um, but that I mean, I guess. But I mean, first episode back after twenty years, we had to force a ton, a of ton stuff to get it in. going. Yeah, yeah. That's what it. That's what TV is. It's yeah. forcing people to show up and say the things you wrote for them. <laughs> you can reach out to Theo Vaughn at t h e o v o n dot com. He's on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. His Twitter is at t h e o v o n. And you can find the podcast, the hotline, the YouTube channel, his Patreon, and merch at theovon.com forward slash podcasts. His guest, Whitney Cummings, is at Whitney Cummings on Twitter, which is W-H-I-T-N-E-Y-C-U-M-M-I-N-G-S. You can find Whitney Cummings' new book, I'm Fine and Other Lies, in hardcover as of October 3rd, 2017 on Amazon for which we have a click-through banner at the top of the feed on www.succotashshow.com. Why not use that link and shop as you normally would? A percentage of that money would go toward keeping the lights on, as they say around here. We would appreciate that greatly. 
Hi, this is Hunter Block of Antisocial Show, and you're listening to Suckatash, the comedy soundcast. Soundcast. Okay, not to play favorites, but this one tickles me particularly because it's called Movie Sign with the Mads by Movie Sign with the Mads, and it is Frank Conniff and Trace Beaulieu from Mystery Science Theater 3000. They played TV's Frank and Dr. Clayton Forrester, respectively. They are joined by Carolina Hidalgo from Sirius Radio. And in the description, it says they're on a film odyssey exploring the good, the bad, and the weird. So yeah, they watch new movies and also talk about older movies, and they just talk about them, which is great uh, for fans of Mystery Science Theater and for me, a general movie buff. Um, I don't know what much else to say about it, but the clip does contain spoilers for the film Independence Day Resurgence. It's the very first episode, and they say on this very first episode of Movie Sign, Frank Conniff, Trace Mulyu, and Carolina Hidalgo fight back against the alien invasion of the senses that is Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, and you know what? This Tell me if you thought this. I thought this was so creepy. Carolina and I talked about this. The appearance of dead Robert Loggia in the movie. Did you <laughs> oh notice God. that? Freaked me out. Yeah. Nightmares. I, I, Nightmares. I turned to Katie and I said... Isn't he dead? <laughs> they they obviously maybe sure? my, my guess is that they CGI'd an image of him into the film, and, and so he's standing off to the side. Hey, Robert Loggia, how you doing? <laughs> you know, but he can't answer them, and we all love Robert Loggia. He was awesome, and yeah. uh, and yet, so we have this dead ghost of him who can't speak. <laughs> Why did they do that? It was so creepy. That was just one of the missteps that this uh, film made. But yeah, that was. Or maybe the, did he? It, it needed the line "It's a living" underneath it. <laughs> Only it wouldn't have applied because he's not even alive. <laughs> did did he? He died well before this film. It seems no, that did. way to me. It seems like he died at least a year or two he, years. He ago. He died 2015, actually, oh, last okay. year. Actually. Oh, okay, yeah. so maybe they filmed him before. But so it's either CGI dead Robert Loggia. Or Robert Loggia in the last in the last week of his life, (laughs) when he can't speak or do anything. Either way, it's like, why did you do that? Anyone who's like, oh man, I so want to see Robert Loggia in a movie because he's awesome, and he was. Yeah. Why that movie though? (laughs) All the movies. Um, No one said. This is a great film for Robert Loggia fans because it was actually the worst possible film for if you're a Robert Loggia fan. Well, they they play fast and loose with who's alive and who's dead. Yeah. Like Will Smith's dead, but uh, the Brent uh, Spiner character is alive right. uh, after spending 4,300 days in a coma. Yes. Which apparently you can only measure comas in days. You know, it's <laughs> 20 years. Why don't you just say 20 years? Yeah. And he bounces out of bed like, you know, he just laid down. Yeah. And also they didn't make it clear. Um, was it because the aliens were coming back? Is that because they they had a psychic thing with him, right? Right. So yeah. They were celebrating, that, right? Is that yeah. why he came out of his coma? But they did they ever really make that clear? I don't think so. Uh, he came out of his coma because he had to do a scene in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that was another thing. They had the relationship with his friend, which was clearly, especially in the last scene with him, um, the two of them, they have a, this death scene of basically lovers. But they're yeah. too afraid to come right out and say, these guys are gay and they're lovers. They just hint at it, which is 
much more 1916 than 2016. I agree. I agree. They should just like let it out. Let it out. Yeah, just like yeah. let them. Hey, be gay. That's awesome. Right. Right. What do you, well, what do you think? You know, and the the one guy's been changing uh, Brent Spiner's bedpan for the last 4,300 <laughs> days. It's like the ultimate. If that's your fetish, that means that, you don't like women at yeah. all. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, that was. There's so many things about this movie that just don't compute. And, and well, and just uh, if you have any relationship to anyone, like a father, uh-huh. uh, they're going to die. Yes. Uh, the Chinese girl. Um, uh-huh. It's too bad that she had a father. Uh, <laughs> she oh, didn't seem uncle. to care. I oh, guess yeah. only the uh, white American actors get to have emotional response to uh, a loved one dying. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. She got over that pretty quickly. And I love, too, how um, halfway through the movie, suddenly, like, there's a car full of kids driving. Yes. <laughs> and then, hey, now it's a whole different movie now. <laughs> These people we've never seen before. It's a bunch of plucky kids who, and you made me think of it because their parents just died or whatever were killed, and and then suddenly it's and then they hook up with Judd Hirsch, uh, and so now it's like a sitcom. It's a sitcom from the seventies now. Yeah. It's just a mess, and they keep uh, discovering more and more unappealing characters. Yeah, the, that that whole uh, car full of kids, uh-huh. uh, you know. They must have had when the casting call uh, took place. They they must have had one or two appealing kids, and they went no 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 <laughs> no. We want somebody annoying because yeah. this is uh, thir- last third of the film. But we really have to piss the audience off now. Yeah, yeah. We we got a uh, we also got a, a busload of kids as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh yeah, then yeah, it became a busload. What's of kids. bigger than a, tr- a car full of kids is a busload of kids. And a busload of kids bus on the, the highway to convenience. It's like, <laughs> oh look, I found my son, and I'm getting more and more Yiddish as the film <laughs> progresses. <laughs> You can reach out to Frank Conniff on Twitter at F-A-R-N-K-C-O-N-N-I-F-F, Trace Beaulieu at T-R-A-C-E-B-E-A-U-L-I-E-U, Caroline Hidalgo at Carolina Does OK, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-A-D-O-E-S-O-K. The show itself does not seem to have a Twitter account, but the Last Podwork Network, which the show is on, is at Last Pod Network, L-A-S-T-P-O-D-N-E-T-W-O-R-K on Twitter, and at www.lastpodcastnetwork.com. I will likely be visiting them again to see what else they have by way of comedy podcasts. I am often on the lookout for comedy podcasts. Coming in at number five, Salty Language by Brian Stewart and Tony High. The iTunes description reads, We rant on a variety of topics ranging from comic books to movies. Whatever pops into our heads is fair game. This clip is from Salty Language, episode 360. No garbage tiddies. That's with D's. The T-I-D-D-I-E-S. It was released on June 24, 2018, and its description reads, This week, Brian and Tony discuss Brian's night at WWE SmackDown, Wrestler Vader Dies, at Audio Suplex Live Podcast, Morning Radio, Graduation Party, Father's Day, at Braided Veins Show, Food Festival, IGTV, Truck Stop Story, Yelp, Bobcat Bill, Woman Kills Bobcat with Her Hands, The Crow Remake, Our Q of the W, and Recap, and more! 
So IGTV is Instagram TV, and this clip is from the Instagram TV portion of the episode. Have you seen Instagram TV, IGTV? I saw it exists. Yes, yes, it's a thing. Yeah. I'm not really sure what to make of it yet. Yeah. It's a whole different... I, I Actually, I, I downloaded it. It's like a monkey around because it's brand new. You know, it is. Yeah. I get your foot in the door, right? Yeah. Um, But it's... Like it said, uh, you can download up to an hour. Yeah. Or upload. No. For small potatoes like us, we have a five minute limit. That's funny. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what is? Does that lift? Like you know, like when you first start on YouTube, you can only list up to what is it like, fifteen minutes or half an hour. Then I, after you I, post so many times, it opens up. I have no idea. I'll be honest. All right. Yeah. But um. But so I was like. You can't actually, through the app, mm-hmm. record directly. Okay. Which is weird. So you have to use a second-party app, or a third-party app, whatever, however you, you know, and then come well, back you, to it with it? Well, it's like you can up- upload from a camera roll, or they have a desktop uploader. Okay. So you can make, like, good-looking videos on your computer and upload them to Oh, it, okay. Know. So you could edit them and all that yeah. stuff, and then, okay, okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, it still so, seems weird but that you can't you want- do it straight from the app, though. Yeah, you would think they'd be able to let you yeah. do both. So for you, for like the video I shot earlier today, I had to use my just my iPhone video, which whatever, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter to me. Yeah. And then I'll upload it from my camera roll. But the app is basically like, here's the creators you follow if they post stuff here, mm-hmm. and here's stuff you might like. I mean, yeah, I see what they're going for. It's not going to be the YouTube killer right. everyone's no. talking about. <laughs> no, no chance. Not At least not for a long time. No, not for a long time. But I, I see what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But the fact you can't record directly through the app seems silly. It does. Right? Yeah. But what I was like, but I'm trying to think, like, well, what can I put up here? And I was like, oh, well, let me see what sort of video, because I don't delete anything off my phone, basically. Right. Yeah. So I'm going through the videos, and I have so many old, like, periscopes from Beer Fest and stuff <laughs> that we've done. Right. And they're very short. Right. And I'm just going to start chunking them together and putting them up on there. Oh, nice. Because why not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So you can't you can't go live on that then, or you can't go live on it. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I know it's interesting. So you, if you want to yeah. go live, you would still have to use Instagram. Uh, why wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, that seems weird to me to make. You know what though? This is from the same company, Facebook, that has yes. a messenger app, a page app, and their normal yeah. app, rather than having it all in one app. So, How soon do they just have a standard, uh, just a go by itself marketplace app? Yeah. I, it's, you know? I don't know. It bugs me because it's like. I, it, it, yeah, that bugs I me too. I don't want to have to download but, more apps. I'd like the app to do all the things. And it, it already gives you access to the camera roll for yes. um, Instagram Live or whatever. You know? And, so, and when you do Instagram stories, it's the full screen like you get with Instagram TV. Okay. Because like Instagram Square. Right. Right? Mm hmm. Instagram stories, it's your whole ratio of your phone screen. Mm-hmm. And that's what, and that's what I'm saying with Instagram TV is it's, we're not going to, you know, YouTube's basically geared for the sideways. We want people walk around with their phones like this. So we want to do it like this. Okay. Which I, I get. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. I get that. I, but I always felt fact, like the way to go is not to pick one or the other, but to allow either. Both. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. But so, um, yeah, it's weird because, you know, I, I put up a thing in uh, Fear from the from uh, FearCast. Yeah. 
Furenis. Mm-hmm. He commented on it like, you know, oh, this is something I'm going to probably have to, you know, try. I hate the because I, you know, the, I said the same thing I'm saying now in yeah. the video. Like, I don't know why it's another app. Why you can't do this? Mm-hmm. And when I wanted to respond to his comments, because his comments popped up on my Instagram app. Okay. So when I clicked on the comment to comment back, well, it opened up the TV app. Well, that's weird. It's it's really well, weird. Well, you know what though? Like if someone comments on your like sends you something on Facebook Messenger, when you're in the Facebook app, it'll show that you have a Messenger. Um, that's message. true. And if that's you tap true. that, it'll open the Messenger app rather than that's just letting true. you see it right there. So it's it's yeah. Facebook staying. The same. I, I really uh, wish I knew. In I Instagram, that. you can read what he says and you can like it. But if you reply, then you have to go to That's your actual so video. Dumb. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's very clunky right now. Ugh. But and, you know, I, but it's more, totally I've been like it's totally on I, brand though. You know, with yes. oh, like, I know you're right. That's why like, I the hate more that I've been stuff. using because like I I'm not a Facebook fan. No, but I really like Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, I I have since like day one like Instagram. Yeah, and uh, I, I I don't know like that's the only reason I downloaded it is I'm like well this might be good for the podcast. That's what that's I was I thinking thought. too when I first saw it. Yeah. I was like oh I was like I was like Tony and I should talk about you know seeing if there's something because YouTube's not really our gimmick either as far as yeah. recording and posting stuff. Instagram's a little different because we both use Instagram. You know, yeah. So I, you know, re- more regularly, I would say than the other stuff. So and, and honestly, I, I would think if we had a, a set space and we were in the same room, mm-hmm. we would probably do YouTube stuff more often. Yeah, we probably would. So easy to set up a camera and whatever. You can follow them on Twitter at salty underscore language s a l t y underscore l a n g u a g e, and you can go to their main website www.saltylanguage.com. They are also on Facebook and Instagram. And their content is on YouTube on a channel called Salty Language Pod, where they have shows and other content. This episode of Suckatash is sponsored in part by TrumpPoetry.com, a chronological ode to a fake muse. Enjoy a rhyming spin on the news of the day every day, as well as over 500 archived daily verses thoroughly covering the White House, America, and the world with a sticky caramel coating that's impossible to remove. That's TRUMPoetry.com. Everything you need to know in rhyming couplets. Trump Poetry. That's right, TrumpPoetry.com, where you can find, as is stated at the top of the page, a chronological order to a fake muse. The archives go back to March 2017, and I will read a small selection here as a sample or preview for you, the Soundcast listener. Now, each of these has uh, what appears to be a number as a designation, so I'm going to read the date, the number, and, and, and the words. All right. July 5th, 2018, 931. O Alex Jones, your second civil war lays bare our nation's uncivility, a line dividing our humanity, a bloody road that we have seen before. And yet we joke in styles of ancient letters, lampoon your paranoia entertainment, a litany inciting the insane meant to alert the armed alt-right go-getters. This tired act to push us to the fringes provokes our independence from each other with liberty to demonize the other, and blow the door to hell beyond its hinges. Each day a step away from a reunion, and from our founding father's perfect union. All right, and then from July 11th, 2018, 
925. This is one of my favorite poetic forms, a limerick. Let's tell all our allies they're bad, and how NATO deals make us mad. Let's foam, spew, and rage on the grand global stage, then enjoy private moments with Vlad. Remember, that's www.trumpoetry.com. That is capital T-R-U-M, capital P-O-E-T-R-Y, dot com. And I'd like to thank Joe Paulino for finding them. I hope it's a long and productive relationship between our new sponsor and this program. Number six, This or That, the Would You Rather comedy podcast by Chris Danielle and Joshua. The iTunes show description says, You've played Would You Rather before, but never like this. Welcome to the world of This or That, the podcast where no subject is off-limits and no option is left unexplored. You can't help but play along as Chris, Joshua, and Danielle tackle each week's topics with humor, intelligence, and a touch of raunchiness. New episodes each Monday. On iTunes, you could say there is and there isn't an episode description. That is to say, there is no little lowercase i in a circle you can press to get a description of the episode's content. Pretty much all you need to know is in the episode's title. That being said, this clip is from show 126 from June 25th, 2018, titled Knife Thrower's Assistant or Lion Tamer. Okay, well, here's what I was getting at when I asked Richard if he went to the circus. Richard, yeah. if you were at the circus and someone was like, hey, guy in the audience, want to come stick your head in a lion's mouth? Would you have done it? Um. Okay, so here's my thing. <laughs> if if I had the option to, like, raise the lion myself from, like, its infancy because they're so cute, like, uh-huh. <laughs> they are I feel like I'd be able to do that. But I don't know. That's just, it's crazy. Put your head in a line like if it chomps down you're done but that's the better option than if you get stabbed in the stomach you're gonna right. bleed for a while also i'm thinking okay let's let's take the best case scenario is that you don't get chomped on your face by the lion and you don't get stabbed but you're still strapped to a spinning wheel like you you're probably getting nauseous mm-hmm. like you're getting dizzy Whereas with the lion, like, you just close your eyes and then it's done. I don't know. Like <laughs> That's what if... she said. <laughs> huh? Oh, no. Bazinga. That sounds so like a fire. hashtag me too moment. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, right? <laughs> okay. Hashtag not all circuses. So, <laughs> so I'm just wondering, like, even if we're shooting for best case scenario, uh... I'd rather pick the lion because then I'm not going to get dizzy. Well, I feel like in both of these cases, the, the risk of danger is sort of on you because you're going to have some weird flinch or something, right? Right. Like when, when a knife hits you the first, like right next to your face the first time, like the next time you see one flying towards you, you're probably not going to be able to help but move. Oh, I'm closing my eyes, right? We're all closing our eyes on this. Like, if we pick the knife one, you're not watching it happen. No, right? I have Look, my eyes wide open. You can't really? not watch it happen. It's like in a horror movie where you're, like, trying not to look, but then you open the spot between your fingers that are when your hand's over your eyes. Because so you can't not see. The sound is worse. No, I don't do that. Well, that's... Do you go to horror movies? Yeah, I mean, no. I watch them <laughs> in the safety of my own home with all the lights on. And like the and the and the sound turned really low, and then I'm usually on my phone at the same time. Oh, that's so like very so you safe. Just be, get on your circle that's spinning and just have your phone ready, 
and you can, you know, be Facebooking or Instagramming or whatever it is the kids do these days. Do, do you, what now? You won't even notice. Yeah, but now you're putting your phone in danger. Oh, like, that is so true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, who in this group has had a broken phone lately? <laughs> I can think of at least one. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. I'm leaning. There's not a toilet okay. nearby to drop it into. I, I think I think Chris has the right idea with the eyes closed. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously. Like because un- you unless you're crazy. like a professional athlete, like unless you're a baseball player, you're not going to be able to tell whether the knife is you know about to hit you or not. Yeah, like you're not going to be able to judge the actual trajectory of a thrown knife while you're spinning around, and like you're not going to you're not going to be able to do anything about it. Like you're going to see the throw. And, like, these knives are, you know, thin. You're going to see them head on. You're not going to be able to tell. It's going to be like a glint of light and then a thunk wherever it lands. <laughs> so it's not like you're going to be able to, like, move or dodge. I don't know. That, uh. Well, also, you're strapped down, so you're not going to be able to move or dodge anyway. Joshua, that sounds like a pro. This... Yeah. yeah, I was just thinking, oh. Mm. Is this <laughs> okay. just a one-time dealie? Like, just the one time? Or is this, like, your career? Uh, let's say it is three nights only while the circus is in town. Oh, that may change things. I am going to go in a whole different direction than you guys, which should not feel shocking. No. But I'm going to tell you why, and I'm going to use cold, hard logic. (laughs) No, No, you're not. (laughs) Okay. Danielle logic. So in both of these situations, you have a, quote, trained professional. So we have a top shelf lion, or we have someone who got the mad knife throwing skills to me the likelihood of the lion just having some sort of episode like changing its mind about wanting to have a human head in its mouth or just feeling (laughs) pissed off or maybe it's got an itch and it doesn't know what to do is a lot more likely than your knife thrower all of Mm -hmm. a sudden just like going aggro Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. i feel like then it's a more controlled circumstance when you're not shoving your head in the mouth of a lion. I, I feel like, I mean, we all know what happened to Siegfried, or was it Roy? Was it I don't Roy? And or Roy. <laughs> and or Roy. Uh-huh. Insert, yes. you know, Las Vegas performer here. There's very little information to be had about them, but if you like them, you can listen to them at simplecast.fm. It is this or that dot simplecast dot fm. T-H-I-S-O-R-T-H-A-T dot S-I-M-P-L-E-C-A-S-T dot fm for their episodes. And at T-O-R-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T on Twitter. All right, closing out the show, we've got from Raging Moderate Will Durst, our Burst of Durst from July 19th. This one's called... Putin's Puppet, in which our intrepid correspondent facilitates between questioning whether our president's Helsinki behavior was betrayal or treason. Uh, I, Tyson, uh, the word is vacillates. Vacillates is not a thing. Hey guys, Will Durst here with a few choice words about the president of the United States bending the knee to Vladimir Putin. Talking about the press conference in Helsinki, Finland, where Donald Trump made Neville Chamberlain look like a historical badass. Ronald Reagan is spinning in his grave so fast you could light up the entire eastern seaboard. Both sides of the aisle expressed outrage to see Trump suck up to Vlad the Impaler so hard many people expected the Russian president to sport hickeys all over his body. Not saying Trump's behavior was a bit smoochy, but Melania has to be hoping he wore a condom. And that was in public. 
We have no idea what went down at their extra special double secret two-hour meeting alone with each other. Maybe they dismissed the interpreters and let nature take its course, treated themselves to a few horizontal refreshments, if you know what I mean, engaged in a little gland-to-gland combat, spent some quality time bumping uglies, violated the prime directive by engaging in the forbidden polka, or as the kids say, got themselves some stank on the hangdown. Former Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta wondered aloud, what does Putin have on Trump? Do the Russian banks simply own him? Is there a video with a live boy or a dead goat? Maybe it has something to do with his family. Did Eric break a Russian mobster's Tiffany egg? Is it one of those explosive implants, like in Kingsman? Maybe he gets points for every suck-up, and after accumulating enough, he gets to invade the very aggressive nation of Albania. The only thing we know for sure is our president is so deep in the pocket of Putin, he'll be combing lint out of his hair until the midterms. For Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast, I'm Will Durst. You can follow Will Durst on Twitter at W-I-L-L-D-U-R-S-T. You can visit his Facebook page or you can go to willdurst.com where you can find out all his dates and details. There's plenty more humor to be had on the site. Well, that's about the size of it. This episode is posting at a pivotal point in my personal life, so it has a greater potential for me to remember it if I were to ever have one of those wonder what I was doing when moments in my future. I likely will have one of those moments because I'm extremely self-absorbed. That's not likely to change unless I really want it, is a thing that I would say if I were a licensed therapist, but I'm not. Anyway, I hope your listening experience was pleasurable. I'd like to think that if you were to enjoy it enough, you might take a moment to subscribe to us on iTunes, or perhaps give us a rating. That sort of thing lets the powers that be know that you would like the program to stay around, and if enough people do that sort of thing, I might find out about it. That would be most triumphant, as the kids used to say when I was one of those. Although I was never Bill or Ted. Anyway, the subscribing, the rating, the sharing us with others, that's how you show us love. And when you do that, I say I love you too. And thank you for doing that thing I gently urge you to do at the close of every episode that is to please pass the succotash. You've been listening to Succotash Clips, the comedy soundcast soundcast with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Donder, on Blitzen, on iHeartRadio, and on... <laughs> the Laughable App. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at TysonSaner at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash hotline at our toll call number 818-921-7212 You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us by using our direct upload link at itail.com slash you slash Succotash Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito hosted by Tyson Sainer Our executive producer is Mark Hershon Our musical director is Scott Carvey Our booth assistant is Kenny Turgis Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the succotash. Goodbye.